yeah, hey, welcome back. One and all to the TFL Podcast Playoff Edition. Yes. Arch, the playoffs are here. How good's that? Um, it's great. I mean, the, the sad part is that's the end of, you know, NFL Red Zone on my Monday mornings. It's kind of a bit sad that I don't hear, you know, spend those mornings with Scott Hansen for a long, like the gap <laughs> is a long time, like it is September. Like it's, it's sad, but uh, excited for some, you know, football where teams just going hard at it, must win every game. Great stuff. Yeah, I love this time of year uh, for that particular reason. Like the games are, you know, always pretty intense. Everyone wants to win. There's no, no shirking it. There's no kind of, oh, a bit injured today, coach. Now nah, play me, play me, play me. Love it. We'll see him. Just, uh, I think some great games this weekend. I'm really excited. Great yep. wildcard round ahead of us, which is fantastic. Guys, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. Of course, uh, the tflpodcast.com. Uh, anything else there, Arch, on Discord? Join the Discord chat. Discord chat. It's always good fun. Oh, it's great. Um, lot, lots of success or near successes in the group um, last weekend. Uh, old second place in the mini for myself, just by a point four off. Yeah, that was close, place. man. That hurt that was so close. <laughs> but uh, you know, still nice and lastly profitable. Um, and then uh, old Jenko uh, in the Discord as well. He came. I think he was second by even less. I think the next day. <laughs> the so. next day. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, the TFL footballs on Draft Stars. You yeah. can you see them all there on the on the leaderboards. And I love it. Yeah, love watching that for, for for us, which is good. So jump on board, jump on board, uh, Arch. We've got two different slates to cover. We're going to do two little episodes here. We got one where we're going to focus on the well for us it's a Sunday morning for America it's Saturday slate. So the first two games, which will be Las Vegas, Cincinnati, and New England, Buffalo, and then you've got then we'll t- do another little episode where we'll cover the next three games on the uh, our Monday. Yeah, uh, so. Two-game slate and then a three-game slate. These slates are really unique and different, and the way we play them in DFS needs to be approached that way as well. Uh, for the draft stars guys, really, the more I've been thinking about, like the DFS guys in America, like they're talking about Millie Makers, they're talking about 50,000 people in a contest. Yes. We're looking at 2,000 people, 1,000 entries type contest. 500 like, for the mini. Yeah. That's it. Like we are playing small field and I think it's important to get our heads around that. It's not something where uh, we have to hit the nuts to, no. to totally to win these comps. Uh, and so take that into account really when we're playing this this weekend. Like remember, like in a two-game slate, it gets it gets di- different. Like we don't have to get super different. Um like it's just playing those little leverage plays. Yeah. Like if someone's playing Jamar Chase, we'll talk about that in a sec, but maybe you move to Stefan Diggs at a lower roster ship. Like that's where you got to look here just to make slight changes. Don't feel like you have to throw in, no. uh, you know, the fifth string wide receiver to try and absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 2% different. snap share guy that just hits a touchdown. Yeah. You don't need him. Um, no, you don't. Yeah. It's kind of, you're, you're playing it with a bit of showdown mindset in mind, aren't you? Um, yes. What I like is um, just uh, the the contests that are available, um, the minis for the regular slates, that's a 10 max entry where showdowns is 15. I find that um, having only 10 entries for these showdown-ish type things, really I think it's a bit more plus EV for the way I play especially where um, – probably the first five lineups I create in a showdown are the, generally the ones that do the best. And yeah. um, 
I don't need to go to those fifteen. I like I like the sm- the the less entries, the better for my uh, I guess roster build um, techniques. Yeah, for sure. If you don't want to, if you don't have to spend the whole amount to max out your entries, then you can still you know hit those top top ten placings. Then you're doing well. You're profiting. You're making money, yep. and that's what we're what's what we want to see. Well, Arch, should we jump in? Absolutely. Let's do it. Shall we do it? Yeah! Wow, God! Yeah, 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 yeah! Let's do this. The kids are awake this time, aren't they? They're all listening at the door. <laughs> I um, I think they just jumped on the, the new Christmas present, the Switch, right now, just as we started. Just so Very good. Either they'll be uh, transfixed with what they're playing or there'll be an argument and they'll be uh, all... How we'll break loose. So we'll Some see. Fisty cuffs. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Arch, jump, let's jump into it. I've got my Giraffe Stars uh, page here ready to share. So those on YouTube can can watch us as we scroll through these things. Uh, yes. There are four quarterbacks on this slate for our Sunday morning slate. You've got Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, and Mac Jones. I think really I want to talk about this kind of game by game here. So yes. if I'm, let's look solely at the Las Vegas Cincinnati game to start with. My hunch is that this is where the chalk is going to be. This is the game where we saw last week, you saw Las Vegas go and win in overtime, big shootout matchup with the Chargers. And then Cincinnati has been on fire with their passing attack the last few weeks as well. So you've got these two teams that are coming into this with a lot of recency bias in towards their uh, their passing attacks and uh, the points that they've been able to put on the board. So you take that into account and you go, okay, sweet. This is probably a game where I want to focus. How much do you think you'll be playing in terms of stacking, in terms of burrow and car out of, out of this game? I think I'll probably be playing a majority. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, with a two-game slate, sometimes you can't avoid all the chalk, um, especially no. when you're looking at a Buffalo-New England game where – the last time, you know, earlier in the season, there was Mac Jones throwing three passes for the game. So there's the, you know, sometimes we just have to eat it. I think potentially where I might be lying is uh, going, leaning a bit more on Derek Carr to get that leverage off of Joe Burrow because, um, I've, you know, the chances are they're going to be behind and they're going to need to keep up with the Cincinnati offense. Um, and so Carr could easily throw for 300 yards. Yeah. That's uh, it's very possible. If I'm looking at uh, DVOA and and like the yards allowed and stuff like that, I'm looking here. The Raiders' pass defense is 25th in DVOA. So down the bottom there, you've got 13th in yards allowed though per pass. So allowing more shorter passes than longer ones. Beng- Bengals' pass offense though is just been fantastic. They're seventh in yards per pass. So. Mm. I'm looking here at the Bengals going, okay, they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty good. The Bengals pass defense, though, has been pretty average to 24th in DVOA, 26th in yards allowed per pass. So letting up a lot. And the Raiders pass offense has been solid, 17th in DVOA and sixth in yards per pass. So you've got the seventh and sixth yards per pass offenses coming onto uh the field here. And so the Raiders pass offense could really do something against this Bengals mm. uh pass D as well. So yeah, I, I hear Derek Carr for 300 yards is definitely on the cards. Um, his, I guess his uh, recent results have been less than fantastic, though. So that the, yeah. like even against the Chargers in, in this massive game, he only threw for 186 and and two passing touchdowns. What do you do? You read much into that and go, okay, maybe 
we hold back because that was his lowest pass to- passing yards total. Uh, let me see. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, at the end of the day, are we you? Yeah, we're playing to win these tournaments, not to sort of be in the top 50% because you're not going to yeah. cash or you're going to min cash and that's just boring. So you look for the scenario where Derek Carr plays, keeps up, throws a couple touchdowns, gets to 300 yards, and you can see a scenario happening, you know, where that happens. I think uh, one thing that I've, I've been hearing a lot, especially some of the guys I like reading and listening to, is don't be afraid to lose. Uh, because yeah, that's how you win good. big. Uh, <laughs> um, you play it safe. You, you're going to miss the cash line or just be hovering around it. So I think in a two-game slate where Burrow is the clear chalk, like absolutely clear, Yeah, I think Derek yeah. Carr offers that leverage point. $3,000 goes a long way as well uh, where that um, helps you get up to some other guys uh, elsewhere. Um, look, I'm not saying only play Derek Carr, but he's, he's certainly – um, where I, I can see myself uh, playing a fair bit of him. Yeah, look, I, I think that's pretty pretty solid advice. The other, if we move off of quarterbacks now to running backs, conceding that Derek Carr's a good leverage playoff for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is good, like he's decent chalk. Like you can't yeah. really mistake that. If we move on to the running I'll backs, still have some Burrow teams, don't you worry? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Running back wise, Joe Mixon here is top of the table, 15-9. Then you got Josh Jacobs at 15-7. So really nothing splitting these two guys here. If I'm looking at this, I'm going, well, Joe Mixon as a player, from what we've seen, has a higher ceiling in and of himself, mm. I would say, than Josh Jacobs. However, if we go by trends, if we go by what's been happening with these two teams, we've seen a difference in, in their attack. You've seen Cincinnati pass the ball a heck of a lot the last two weeks. And Las Vegas particularly won it against the Chargers with their solid ground game. Josh Jacobs came away last week with 25.4 uh, draft stars points, which was his best performance in this season with 132 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, two receptions. So when I'm splitting these two guys, I feel like Joe Mixon will sit in that Cincinnati chalk. but. Mm. Josh Jacobs is potentially where we want to head here uh, based on past performance, based on the way these games, uh, well, why the the Raiders seem to be playing at the moment. But, of course, it's hard to play Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr in that lineup. But I don't know, where, where are you sitting with these two guys? Yeah, it's it, it, it comes down to roster build, doesn't it? And, uh, look, Josh Jacobs is getting the the, the bulk of the work. Um, potentially he's he's going to be the popular, you know, a popular bring back on the Burrow teams. Um, and that's probably where he probably does sit. I think if you're playing Carr, Carr's getting there with passing touchdowns, uh, isn't he? And so you're looking at yes. your, your Waller, your Zay, Zay Jones, I think we'll get, probably talk a little bit about soon as well. Um, yeah. Whereas Josh Jacobs is probably less likely to, to get that passing Work, no, yeah, that's some, right. I but- mean, what well, you look at Rashad, really? Otherwise, Rashad's the guy who came in last week and he had, oh, he had two for three, so n- nothing really to to write home about at all. Mm. Uh, the other guy is Peyton Barber, who <laughs> I'm pretty sure didn't even play. <laughs> uh, he didn't. He might have been active. No, no. Look, it's it's a Josh snap. Jacobs show, but if yeah, if you're playing Car, it doesn't make sense, I think, to play Jacobs in in this slate. Yeah. 
Where are you at with Mixon? How do you read the the, the trends, uh, the passing that Cincinnati have done? Do you think this passes Joe Mixon by or do we see him get involved a little bit more in the passing game? I mean, look, last week against Kansas City, he had seven receptions for 40 the week before against Baltimore, yeah. six for 70. I feel like you can stack Mixon with with Burrow Absolutely. based on that for you sure. You look at that. Look, his floor we've, we saw last week was – with no touchdowns, that's his floor, right? 15 points. Yeah. So, you know, he's 15,000. It's not going to kill your lineup. Might not win you the GPP if he gets that floor, but you're still in the hunt, aren't you? Especially on only a two-game slate where yeah. he'll probably still have, you know, a tractor-fed, you know, a decent amount of ownership. But um, but maybe he won't. Maybe a lot of people will be thinking, oh, I'm going to play the – you know, the Singletary, Damien Harris, two running back build because that's what's going to happen in the second game to pair with the passing work of this game. Um, so Joe Mixon could be a nice way to sort of leverage off of, you know, all the Burrow, Jamar Chase stacks out there. It's true. I expect, yeah, I expect Singletary to be rostered a lot, especially yes. after he won people a lot of money last <laughs> week. Uh, so, and it was chalk last week. He was 40% owned, I think, in the $15 um, the main en- entry last week. And so I don't expect that to really change. I think he's going to come in and be uh, on a lot of lineups. But so, yeah, I like that mixing as a, as a leverage, mixing with Burrow. You're not going to see that too much. No. A lot of people don't like to be putting their running backs with their quarterbacks, but mixing here is a very good option to do so. If I'm looking again back at the, the defense and the run defense and run offense, Bengals run defense is, Fifth hardest in yards allowed per ca- per carry, uh, and the Raiders' run offense over the year has been twenty eighth in yards per carry. So Josh Jacobs is not efficient. Mm. Uh, he just gets the, the opportunities. So if as well, if we see Cincinnati get up, then Josh Jacobs falls to the wayside. Yep. So yeah, uh, Raiders' run defense is just pretty middle of the road. 19th in yards allowed per carry. Uh, Bengals run offense, though. Uh, also middle of the road, 20th in DVOA, 23rd in yards per carry. So, But really, I think what we're looking at Joe Mixon being is a pass catcher. If he can, if he can get, you know, if he does what he does last week and he, put, and he gets seven receptions, six receptions the week before, then you're laughing. I think that's a fantastic uh, outcome for Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers. Arch, who's your, who's your pick of the wide receivers here uh, on the Vegas-Cincinnati game? Look, obviously, you know, Jamar Chase uh, is the they're going to be the – everyone wants to play him. They they haven't priced him – like they're all quite reasonably priced, aren't they, uh, the wide yeah. receivers uh, in this game? Um, obviously, I mean, Cincinnati wide receivers have been notoriously underpriced all season. Like we're, we're getting 12 grand Jamar Chase not just a week or two ago. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, look, I expect him to be coming in with a huge ownership this week. And um, T Higgins is – it's going to be interesting because T Higgins was becoming the chalk, like the, the more popular play because of the volume. But that we've had two big weeks of Jamar Chase in a row where I think you know, for two grand more, I think people are going to buy it. That I think, really, we're going to see a lot of Jamar Chase, um, T Higgins double stacks with Burrow, aren't we? Like if people, you know, know what they're doing, yeah. Uh, and you know, there there are plenty of that are. Um, T 
to me, Zay Jones uh, is is a play here where you know we're seeing a lot of him him get a lot of work, um, and you know we we're gonna they're gonna have to be playing a lot uh, and and passing a lot uh, to keep up with Cincinnati. Um, snap shares are you know above seventy five percent for the last five weeks, um, maybe last six weeks. Um, so I expect him to be uh, absolutely in play. Um, so to me, I'm like I said, I'm I'm very uh, keen on on Derek Carr this week, where I'd probably be pairing with Isaiah Jones and um, another pass catcher. And so the interesting thing is, can we trust Hunter Renfro? And I think you had a few thoughts about that. Um, yeah, look, Renfro is an interesting one. In, in last week, we saw Darren Waller come back, and I'm not a big fan. If there's a good tight end on on a slate, I don't like playing the slot receiver with that tight end. That's it's, yep. it's something that I feel like there's a bit of negative correlation there. Last week, we saw Waller come in. Yeah, Renfro outproduced him, but he needed a touchdown to do that. Yeah. Renfro had five <laughs> targets, which is way down on kind of what he'd been doing. Uh, like in terms of his production, I only had, I think, what was it? Sorry, the two receptions uh, last, oh, sorry, four. No, sorry, he had four receptions. Um, but I only put up 13 yards. Like that's that, that's not great. That's uh, very inefficient. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Needed two touchdowns to be relevant. Yep. Take away one touchdown, he gets 10 points. Take away two, he gets four. Like- yeah, Zay Jones, eight, eight targets, five, and he caught five of them. Uh, still only 27 yards as well. Like it's an interesting game, wasn't it? Um, Foster and Moreau look, still he's still in the works as well with Waller coming back. You know, Waller yeah. uh, he's you know, Foster Moreau still had sixty one percent snap share. So I don't think you want to discount him as an option to to roll with. No, I think you really have to consider whether you, what you think that game meant for Darren Waller. Like yep. he had nine targets. Target share was huge. Uh that's he had twenty five percent target share. He um yeah, is he is that like his first week back? So therefore, he's going to be more involved next week. That's where I would head. I think yeah. he's clearly what the be- like. I'd say I'd probably say the best playmaker on their team when 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 fit and and firing. So because of that, I'm I'm probably leaning there to go. I think Darren Waller steps back in and has uh, a really solid game. He's going to get targeted the same amount, if not more, potentially mm. uh, as they. I think they'll be chasing. I think that's probably how I. Put predict it to go. Uh, so that's where I sit. I sit with Darren Waller being being a bit of a guy here. I think Renfro is too expensive for for yeah. my liking. Zay Jones And potentially is, popular as well. Yeah, potentially very popular. Because so Zay Jones is the is a better, yep. way better option in yes. my mind. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think with playoffs, a lot of yeah, I think we'll see a lot of casual users come back to draft stars now that their season long is finished. Yeah. And that people would easily have been asleep at the wheel last week to see sort of re- and and just remember Renfro as a gun this year, yeah. Um, you know, and that bias is going to 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 come into this this week. So, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think Renfro is a clear fade, especially with Waller back um, yeah. and getting that action. Um, Say Jones though does not cut in to what Waller does. No, like they just played that, so different ro- roles. It's a nice like, little and- double stack there. Yeah, we have to think as well. Like, what do you want to expect out of these players? And you like some like in the main slates that we've had this year. Like, you you want a guy to hit two times his salary. Yes, but in this kind of short slate, two games really as long if they hit one and a half times, I think you're doing really yep. well. 
Like that's that's what you want from these guys, uh, especially the guys at the top. Down the bottom, like if you're playing 6K players like Deshaun Jackson or Brian Edwards, which I'm not huge fans of, uh, then you kind of want them to double their score to really make a yeah. an F, like push into this. Just back on the Cincinnati receivers, Higgins is probably my favorite here. $2,000 cheaper than Jamar Chase. Tyler yeah. Boyd is still just a guy that, yeah, I'm hesitant, hesitant to, to think about. Um, if we think about last week as well, Las Vegas really took Keenan Allen out of the game. He plays that slot role so well. Tyler Boyd plays that slot role. I'm going to avoid that. No Jamar targets Chase, last week. Did he play last uh, week? Who? Sorry? Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd last week. No, he didn't play. He, he did play. What are you Not, talking about? No, he didn't. Last week. Well, he didn't. Play. All right. That's why he got nothing. You're telling me. Yeah, you know, he had five targets last. Oh, that was a week. Yeah, week sorry. 17. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Anyway, so Tyler Boyd, I'm out on. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, uh, where it's at. Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar Chase plays that Mike Williams role, and we saw Mike Williams just go gangbusters last week against mm-hmm. the Raiders in those high-pressure situations. So, yep. uh, look, Ch- Chase is a great play. I, he's going to be chalky as, but I expect that. Yeah, you're just going to have to get different somewhere else, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Tight ends we talked about. Darren Waller, I think he's a good play. 12000 is not too expensive for him. I think he can hit a touchdown in 80 yards off yep. of six receptions and like that's going to be really solid for you. So Darren Waller, I think, is definitely in play. CJ Uzama, hesitant to play him, especially when he's priced at 8000 Uh I guess if you want to get different in a burrow stack. Yeah. But what do you think, Arch? Yeah, that, that's it. It's really you're just you're playing to be different. In, in that yeah. you, you, you've got no security that he's going to to do that great, but it's a play that if you you go there and he goes off, you know, congratulations. Yeah, yeah that's it. All right, let's flip over. Let's flip over to our next game, which I think will be less played, yes. but potentially undeservedly so. Josh Allen is a gun. We've seen that, but he is priced up at 16.7. Like it's expensive. Mac Jones all the way down at 11.5. We expect that though. Uh, Buffalo pass a heck of a lot. Mac Jones and the New England defense, uh, defense, the New England offense love to run the ball a lot. So I'm looking at these two. I'm going, okay, Josh Allen, clearly I want to play. I don't think I'll be playing any Mac Jones um, in my $2 entries this, this week. No, no. I mean, look, he, he cracked 20 points a couple of weeks ago, but nah, it's just, it's too thin, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, that 0.5, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That was against Buffalo. Um, put up 7.1 last time Buffalo. They yeah, played yeah, yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah it's, not, um, it's not there. Really, when we're looking at this, though, and this is my question around Josh Allen, is the Patriots are the second hardest. Uh, well, they've, they've allowed the 31st. Yards allowed per pass. Like they are just stopping. Uh, oh, sorry. The Bills are the first. They're first in terms of uh, yards allowed, in terms of they're the hardest. Sorry. I'm getting my words all moment there. Com- but completely confused. You can't pa- passing against the Bills is really tough. <laughs> yes, passing against you. the Patriots is really tough because they're second. So you've got the two, arguably the two best pass defenses in the league playing off against each mm. other. Yes, Josh Allen had a good game last time he played New England, right? Put up 
14.96 points, 314 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 64 rushing yards. He had an absolute monster of a game. Yeah. I just don't know if he can repeat that. So I don't know. There's there's something that sits in my it's a hesitancy there. Arch, what are you what are you thinking about Josh Allen? Oh look, at the end of the day, the team's a pass first team. And he's also a chance for a goal line touchdown on the ground as well. So if his floors are, you know, eleven points and we're talking about there's only three other quarterback options out there, I don't think it's a terrible play. Um, in fact, I'll probably be thinking if if Josh Allen's stacks are under-owned because all the actions on the other game, maybe this is a, a place where you can, you know, if this game explodes. Like we've seen teams that ha- should be a slugfest just go bananas before and playoffs are a place where something like that can happen and that happens and, and you know, there's not many people on it. That's a chance, That's a way to win. So, uh, look – it's uh, it's something uh, that I'm keeping an eye on. I think the weather is the key. Um, Josh Allen, oh, yeah. if, if it's if it's just cold and not much wind, I think I'd I'll, I'll like some Josh Allen. But if it's if it's blowing a gale, if it's blizzardy type conditions, um, I'll definitely fade. Um, so this is where you you know try try to find your best weather guy uh, yeah. and be on it. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so it's. Uh, I don't think I'm running. I don't want to run scared from this game because if it goes off, I want to be part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely like just a great rivalry that it's uh, that you kind of want to be a part of here. That there's going to be some emotion attached to this, like beyond it being just a playoff game as well. So yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, Simos, we did get the early start. It is school holidays. Yes. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. Running backs on this slate is where I think the chalk will be uh, on this game. I'm sorry. Uh, Devin Singletary, 11-6, still priced less than Jacobs and Mixon. Damien Harris coming at uh, 11 pretty much. And then you got Brandon Bolden at nine and Ramondre Stevenson at nine. So really the New England uh, backfield is the is the one with the question marks. Mm. But if Harris is healthy, yep. I think it's still surely Harris. Yep. Yeah, uh, Singletary is clearly the guy. He's he's established that over the last five weeks. Yep. Yeah, Where I'll are look, you going with this? Do you yeah, play can, anyone other than Singletary, Singletary or Harris? Nah. Look, it's maybe Ramondre to you know if you want to lean if you're going in a chalky Burrow stack, um, potentially you could go uh, Stevenson to get different and hope that you know it falls that way. But you know, if you're looking at at the healthy guys of of a of a Harris and a Singletary, then that's what you're going to do, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. If you think that Buffalo are going to get up, though, then Brandon Bolden is someone because all three of them were healthy last week. All three of them were playing. Brandon Bolden was on the field a lot. Uh, he had two receptions for twenty yards and a touchdown, forty six rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Mm. Like he he was involved. So interesting to see Bolden. Step over Stevenson in that regard. Yeah. Seymour says Harris all day, uh, which is totally fine. I think if I was going to get different from any of the four leading backs, then Brandon Bolden's probably the guy that I don't mind actually going to. Yeah. Um, but play it safe. Oh, Stevenson went off with the concussion. Thanks, Seymour. Forgot about that. Well, there you go. Maybe we'll take that argument now. <laughs> <laughs> Wide receivers, Diggs, 16,000. He's 
look, he's he's a gun. Well, but well just bring him up. What, what was his last two outings against New England? Obviously, there's one of them was should have been ordinary. Uh, uh, seven for eighty five on a touchdown, and then four for fifty one as the leading, uh, yeah, <laughs> leading pass catcher for New to England, me uh, for Buffalo. To me, this is the clear Jamar Chase leverage play. Oh, it is. 100%. Someone who has the ability to just, you know, demolish another team. Um, when he And if he's under-owned in a two-game slate, I'm all in on, on Diggs. Yeah. Uh, Diggs, though, uh, look, yes, in this in a two-game slate, I think, yeah, okay, Diggs is a great leverage play. Uh, there's still every chance. I think more likelihood that Chase goes off even five or ten more DK points than Diggs. Sure. Uh, just in terms of what New England can bring on the defensive side. Um, so I'm just hesitant there. Yes. Anyway, but I agree. Like if you're looking for leverage, then Diggs is it. Jacoby this Myers. Is a, this game's personal for Buffalo though. Like let's not forget. Yeah, it is. Like playoff football is great, but it's even better when two teams absolutely hate each other. When there's real <laughs> hatred in it, that's when I that's when I get involved and love it. And so I could see Buffalo really want to put a statement here and Diggs just, you know, Diggs is an emotional character. He, he'll want to do well. Um, you would know. You followed him since Maryland days. <laughs> yeah. so. I just, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm keen to play. And, you know, if we go down, I think um, you could, you know, Gabriel Davis is someone I think, you know, I think if, from memory he also had a big game against New England when they. Uh, no, he not. did not. No, but it, yeah, but we've seen him get in the, involved. In the snow he had two for 30 and one and he didn't play oh, yes, he was the other New then. England game. Um so I look, I don't mind a bit of a I think my Josh Allen games, all my stacks will probably be with Diggs. And I'll probably look at Beasley or Davis and Knox. Um yeah. I think Knox as a you know tight end play, I think he'll be very underowned. Um because he just hasn't been around that, that much, but we know that he's capable of doing something. And then then bringing it back with those maybe chalkier running backs, I think that's a way you're, you're going to have a different build than a lot, but you're still getting some of that, you know, running back chalk that should be um, should be there. For sure. I want to mention one thing here, and that's not don't play Isaiah McKenzie. I'm not yes. saying that. <laughs> but Caveat. his monster game, 11, 125, and yes. 1, was against New England. So Buffalo have, uh, know how to scheme things against New England and, you know, they focus a lot being that divisional rival. Um, Cole Beasley steps into that slot role and no, he's not been good <laughs> last this year, really. But even if he can bring out something like he did against Tampa, 9 for 64, even if they scheme him to play underneath and, and get those extra catches, Cole Beasley is someone that I like as yeah. a different play here. He's not too different that you have to kind of worry about. Was that um, McKenzie you, game when Knox was out as well? Uh, no, it was when Davis and Beasley were both out. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I think he is he even playing. He played that game, and it was only three for twenty-two. So you would have thought he would have come in for the for the Davis stuff, but yep. oh no, sorry, two for twenty. My 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 bad. Two for twenty, even worse. <laughs> um, so if I'm looking at guys here that I think will benefit in that in this game in this spot, I think you're looking at Cole Beasley. 
uh, and Diggs are probably my favourite two no, players no, there. Notice oh. we're not even talking about New England wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave all that alone. I mean. Yes. Like Nelson Aguilar's back. Kendrick Bourne I've had a soft spot for, but. When he's 6K. Yeah, now he's 8'4". Nah, not, not a huge <laughs> yeah. fan. I mean, look, he's only one week of 3rd of Jan. Yeah, against Jackson. Jacksonville. Yeah, that's, that's it. Buffalo last game was two for thirty-three, so they're gonna run. They're gonna want to run the ball. Let's yeah, just be honest. That's it. Tight end world. Dawson Knox is decent-ish. Has had okay games. Last time he played New England was on the twenty-seventh of December. He had two for eleven and a touchdown, so he got in the red zone. That's great, but yeah. everything else says poo. Yeah, the volume uh, hasn't been 14. there, but and, and that's what I mean. I think potentially. A lot of people aren't, aren't going to feel nice about clicking the button on him this week. That's no. the only reason why I'm interested because other people aren't really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, he's last, I remember last, last playoffs, he was a red zone monster. Like he, they loved him in the red zone. That's really came alive last playoffs. So I think they've got plays for him when they yep. get down there. So uh, I'll be watching. I, I'll, I'll still be including him. So I think in terms of receivers, in terms of Buffalo, it's, it's Diggs, Beasley and Knox that I'll be, yeah, favoring because of that red zone target. Davis will, will potentially get in there as well. Hunter Henry's been solid in terms of target share the last little while, 586 last week. Uh, his Buffalo games have been poor, but around that, yeah. there's enough there to kind of say you could play him as a leverage play. Yep. Uh, I think if I'm not playing Darren Waller, I'm probably playing, I'll be one of these guys, obviously, but I don't know. I feel like Hunter Henry is. There's there's some value in that. Yeah, to me the to me it would be Knox, but if you're playing an Allen stack, I think I think the clear bring back would be a running back though, rather than say you know Ante Henry or Jacoby Meyer. True, that's fair. All right, on the defensive side for all four of these guys, it's really just pick whoever you want. It's New England, because- I think. Generally, it pro- uh, you know. If if you're playing the other game, you're going to play New England defense, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's cheaper and there's what, a much of a much. Yeah, but look, potentially what you'll be doing though, yeah, I don't know. The later game's interesting, especially with the swap uh, rules uh, yeah. on draft stars. You can't swap up in price even if you have the salary available. Stupid. Yeah. Draft stars, seriously, they've got a lot of things they need to sort out. Um I know, should be able kind of, to edit you're, individual you're booking games. more expensive guys and then you can always push down. But. Yeah, so but, but yeah, and I think a late swap is where you're going to have to swing for the fences if your if your lineups are dead. Like if you yeah. get through one game and you know that there's no way any of your lineups are going to do well, you got to do some swapping and just hope for the best. Like and defense is a, a way you can just absolutely uh just swing it. Like if you can, you know, get the defense that's under-owned and they just happen to pull out 20 points with interceptions and pick sixes out of nowhere, it happens. Defenses are true. bloody shit fest. So, like. <laughs> yes. Be open. Yeah. Yeah, there we go, Seymour. It gave, gave you a little bit of a what you wanted. <laughs> a little draft stars carve up. Oh, I've that. got a list. I will save it for our last episode of the season. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. There you go. Well, hopefully, everyone, you've had a bit of a been able to think a little bit more about this this two game slate. It's always a little bit funny. You don't really know where to get it get into it, but um, 
yeah, there's definitely ways to leverage this, especially because we think Chalk will really sit around the Las Vegas-Cincinnati game. Uh, so play around with it, see what you like, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, stay tuned for our next episode, which will be on the three-game Monday, early Monday morning slate. Uh, so stick around. 